Hello everyone, and welcome to today's download. Um, hope you've had a lovely fortnight. Um, mine has been eventful. Um, just, you know, starting a new course, getting used to a new campus, all those sorts of fun things. Um, and that's pretty been, pretty much been it. Um, so yeah, this time around, I'm still getting used to not saying this week. Um, I want to talk to you all a bit about retrogrades, specifically Mercury retrogrades, because, um, we came out of one, I think at the top of last week, uh, because we talked about Once Upon a Time in Shadow Work last time. I didn't get the chance to chat to you all about that. And so I thought I would this week. Um, and some things have happened since the retrograde ended that, like, revealed to me that there had been more fuckery going on than I had originally believed there to be. So, um, first we'll cover, like, the astrological theory about, like, what a retrograde is, and then, like, Mercury retrograde specifically, and then I'll tell you... Um, I'll just talk you through my experience just to give you, like, some real-world application of the concept. Um, so, a retrograde is, um, an astronomic, astronomically speaking, like, in terms of astron- astronomy, um, it's an optical illusion that occurs every so often, uh, which has planets appear as if they are, like, moving in reverse, so... A retrograde doesn't actually mean the planet is moving backwards. It just looks that way in the sky. Sort of like how if you're, like, walking... If you're, like, on a train platform or something... And you're walking in the opposite direction of a fast-moving train... You feel like you're walking on the spot... Or you're moving slower than you... Like, you're not moving as far as you think you are. Just because you've got that... Um object moving in the opposite direction at a higher speed, covering more terrain faster than you. Um, which is kind of how, like, a planetary retrograde works, but that's putting it quite crudely. Um, and in astrology, every planet retrogrades, um, except for the sun and the moon, would be terrifying if the moon had a retrograde at any point. Um, just because the moon rules, like, the inner emotional world and, like, the subconscious and things like that. So that would be awful. Um, Because, you know, um, and I say all planets except the sun and the moon because in terms of astrology, they are are referred to as planets because astrology was developed when we believed the Earth was the centre of the solar system and everything revolved around us. Um... And the sun and moon don't retrograde as, because, as we know, the Earth revolves around the sun and the moon revolves around the Earth. Um, everything else that we look at astrologically revolves around the sun, so there's, like, room for that kind of optical mischief. Um, so, in terms of astrology, the effect of a retrograde operates in a similar sense... Excuse the train. Um, 
to the revision period before an exam, uh, the issues and lessons of the time since the last retrograde rear their heads once more and um, we're encouraged to reflect on how we've progressed and what we are yet to learn. And that applies its those lessons um, resonate, will be like more specific than like every lesson you've learned since the last retrograde of a certain planet. Um, it will also have to do with like the house it's moving in in your personal natal chart, which is why it's so important that when you do your get your natal chart done up by a computer or read by an astrologer, you know your birth time. Um, so that the house system can, like, work itself out, be, like, calculated and looked at correctly. Um, yes. So, in terms of, like, the planets and the houses and kind of the ridiculous amount of combinations that can occur in terms of a planet and its retrogrades. Um, so Mercury is the planet of, like, technology, communication, travel, logic, information, teaching and learning, trade and contracts, Venus, love, romance, beauty, and spirituality, and, like, in every, like, a day-to-day -day kind of context. Mars is the planet of conflict, advancement, sex, aggression, ambition, Jupiter, expansion, philosophy, abundance, and higher learning. Um, Saturn rules over structure, routine, and institutions, and tradi in traditional astrology, it's also the planet of, like, death and, um, destruction. And then, um, kind of, Neptune and Pluto are kind of, like, modern, um, are, like, modern extensions of astrology, because traditionally it would just be the seven traditional planets, the Sun, the Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. Um, Neptune rules over spirituality in, like, a grand, like, a much larger sense than Venus does, um, kind of the spiritual journey of your entire life as opposed to the spiritual day-to-day, -day, um, as well as, um, delusion and fantasy. And then Pluto is, um, death, transformation, and destruction on a grand scale over the course of your entire life rather than the more, kind of, day-to-day -day situation that Saturn would probably bring about, although Saturn is also concerned with structures, so like narrative structures, the narrative structure of one's life. Um, and then the houses, let me find it in my ridiculously, um, assorted notes. Ah, here it is. Okay. Um, so the first house is all about the personality, identity, um, the self, the physical body, things like that. Um, the second house is resources, self-esteem, um, material security, um, the attitude towards possessions, and, um, yeah, like personal re the house of personal resources, to give it like a buzzword. Um, the third house is the house of mindset, thinking, and speaking, 
um, the way you learn, your relationship with like your siblings. It's like the sign of the house of communication, um, rather. And then the fourth house is home and family. Um, one's heritage, the psychological kind of foundation of who you are as a person, or like the way your family kind of socializes you, and um, like subconscious patterns of behavior. But again, for a buzzword, um, home and family. Uh, the fifth house is the house of creativity and recreation, as well as um, like romance and play and pleasure and children, things like that. Um, the sixth house is the house of self-improvement, um, employment, co-workers, and healing. Um, the seventh house is the house of partnerships and marriage, um, alliances and conflicts with others, things like that. The eighth house is the house of renewal, sex, death, and rebirth, um, transformation, and joint finances. So, yes. Um, and then the ninth house is the house of philosophy, so higher education, the search for the meaning of life, religion, um, journeys, and travel. The tenth house is, rules achievement, um, one's, one's public life, the way you're recognized. Um, it's also house of like career and vocation. The eleventh house is the house of community and humanitarian ideals, global global awareness, um, friendships, things like that. And then the twelfth house is the house of service to humanity, self transcendence, spirituality, um, escape, fantasy, and um, like one personal psychology, like the dark, smoky, murky areas of the subconscious. Um, so yeah, depending on like what planet is retrograding and then what house it's retrograding in for you personally, it will affect kind of what each ret what a particular retrograde kind of has you revising. And then once the retrograde ends, there's always kind of like an exam of sorts. Which is why I use that metaphor of the revision period. There is a method to this madness, don't worry. Um, I wouldn't just say things to you to say them. Um, so yeah, Mercury, a Mercury retrograde kind of has things go awry in terms of technology, communication, travel, logic, information, teaching and learning, trade and contracts. Um... And just like ways of thinking. Mercury is very about the mind. Um, which is why it rules Gemini and Virgo. Those signs. Because um, they're very logic, intellectually oriented. Um, which is why everyone and their dog gets t a text from their ex during a Mercury retrograde. Or thinks about doing it. Or does text their ex. Um, which is why all the memes tell you not to do it, because it's a bad idea, because it's a Mercury retrograde. Um, so, like, each retrograde kind of has things that you should try and be doing and things that you should avoid doing. So, like, in a Mercury retrograde, regardless of where it's transiting for you, you want to be really careful about 
the emails you're sending, making sure you're sending things to the right people, that um, you're communicating really clearly, you want to be really careful on the roads. Um, I noticed a lot of people, like, traffic is always really, is always, like, a major problem for people during Mercury retrogrades. I always try and leave the house, like, a an extra, like, 15, 20 minutes um, ahead of schedule so that I have room to have for traffic to be a bit, um, of, like, an issue, I suppose, for lack of ability to come up with a better sentence, um, you also don't want to sign anything if you can avoid it, um, stuff like that, and you just want to, like, double-check that, just double-check your logic and the information you're getting from people to make sure it's, like, actually solid and correct, or as correct as it can be, um, yeah, and, like, a Venus retrograde, for example, like, getting into a relationship in a Venus, during a Venus retrograde is, um, definitely recommended against, because there's relationships that start during a Venus retrograde don't usually end up going well, or at least astrological theory would have, would state that that's the case. Um, so yes. But back to this particular retrograde, this Mercury retrograde, um, now that we've gone through, like, the theory and all the facts and things, um, the little house system crash course there for you as well, um, I'll tell you a bit about my experience with the most recent Mercury retrograde, kind of to give you, give you a bit more of a, um, real life example of these kind of theoretical concepts I've been spouting about for the last who knows how long. Um, so this Mercury retrograde was in Aquarius, this go around, which is my fourth house of home and family, as I described, described earlier in, um, when I was going through the house system. So I was revisiting a lot of things to do with how I take care of my space, um, my apartment, the way I maintain it, and how I want my spaces to look and feel. Um, I also find that the fourth house is also kind of, at least in my experience with me, speaks to, like, um the relationship to the body, because, like, the body is, like, your soul's home, so to speak. Um, and that also kind of comes from, like, psychological foundations and subconscious patterns, so. Um, but then the first house rules self-image, so it's kind of murky there. That's just kind of a thing I've noticed for myself. Any So there was some body image things and just kind of coming to the conclusion that I don't really give a fuck about how other people perceive my body. I want to be in a place where I'm okay with how I perceive my body and just working on getting that journey started. Um, or, like, revising whatever I've been over so I can continue moving forward. Um, yeah, so how I want those spaces to make to make me feel and how I want them to look and how I want, like, my home to make other people feel when they visit, things like that. Uh, and then some stuff to do with my family and some murky things in its par, in, like, my family's history, excuse the train, 
Um, but none of that affected me directly. It was kind of like, I wasn't directly involved in any of the conflicts. Um, or the stuff that was going on. It was kind of happening in the background while I was dealing with the stuff that had to do with, like, me personally. And I mean, even though I wasn't directly involved, stuff with my stuff that happens in your family kind of affects you directly in the way you behave around people. But yeah, um, I digress. I also had a major bout of writer's block during this last Mercury retrograde. Um, I've actually <laughs> low-key had writer's block since the start of the year, but... Um, well, no, I hadn't had writer's block until the Mercury retrograde because I was still, like, thinking and brainstorming and, like, starting to come up with things for stuff. But once the retrograde hit and I went to start, I, like, tried to start writing, I just, like, couldn't do it. Um, and that makes sense because Mercury is about, again, the way you express ideas and, um information and stuff like that and writing obviously is a mode in which information and ideas can be expressed so astrologically it makes sense that I was having difficulties with creative flow during that time um especially since the thing I was trying to write has thematics to do with my relationship to some stuff that went on in my family um Yes, and then, as I mentioned earlier, at the end of the retrograde, things that had been going on that I wasn't aware of kind of, like, revealed themselves. So, like, the day, pretty much the day, Mercury stationed direct, um, stationed direct. Um, I was able to finally figure out what, why I wasn't able to get a student concession on my go-card. That's what we call, like, a bus pass here or like an opal if you're in New South Wales. Um, it's like a card you put money on so you can get on buses and trains. Um, and students usually get concessions, but I couldn't figure my, out why it wasn't letting me get one. And then the day Mercury retrograde ended, I figured it out and I got one. Um, I also f realized that I had did was not accessing my new uni's emails at all. Like I was getting emails to that address, but I hadn't logged into it properly um, because my computer was still trying to log me into my old uni's email address and I was able to figure that out as well. Um, just like little things. These are all kind of like little examples that point to like the general thematic things I was talking about earlier with Mercury retrogrades. Um, I got an in I got a phone call uh, about a job interview because I wasn't the last job I was in was just like seasonal, like Christmas, casual work. And so I wasn't kept on after the end of that contract. And I'd been like applying for things, but not really getting any results. And then pretty much just a day or two after the retrograde ended, I got a phone call um, about a job interview. My writer's block ended. I've written maybe like three pages since I, since the retrograde ended. But that's also just because I've been busy with other things. Um, and I'm 
during the retrograde, I was, like, in a massive slump in terms of, like, actually taking care of my space. Um, and now that it's ended, I'm much more, like, back on the ball with, like, housework and laundry and things like that. Just trying to, like, keep my space really pristine. Um, so that I can feel pristine, if that makes sense. Because, um, they say that there's, like, a direct correlation between the state of one's bedroom or their apartment, their living space and, um their mental health so just trying to like keep my house together so I can keep my mind together if that, may, if that makes sense um so yeah that's everything I have to talk to you about this fortnight um I love that Mercury retrograde ended and then Pisces season started immediately afterwards which is its own brand of chaos um but we'll talk more about that in the Pisces edition of the Grand Trine Rising series. Um, once we get to the Pisces episode, we still have to do Capricorn and Aquarius. Um, so yeah, um, I hope your Mercury retrograde was as pleasant as it could be. Um, go follow us over at the at the.intuitive.co on Instagram and let me know how your retrograde was. Um, I'd be really interested to hear what house Mercury was moving through in your chart and how, um, the retrograde kind of expressed itself in relationship to that. Uh, you can also follow us over there for other reasons that are also very good reasons. Uh, I do one card tarot readings for each astrological sign on Mondays just to kind of give you a focus for the week, something to look at, something to um, think about as you're kind of moving through the next seven days. Um, I also give like a collective message, which is a new addition that people seem to really have been enjoying. Um, you can also book personal tarot readings with me over there as well. Uh, I also sell blessed journals just to kind of help with um making sure that the you and the book are like protected and it can be whatever it needs to be for you um I also do like collage artwork on the books um that's probably a scattered explanation but I'm sure you've come to understand if you've been here for a while that the way I explain most things is kind of scattered um but regardless I love you very much um, you have all my love and all of my gratitude, as always, and I will see you in two weeks.